Chapter 9, Tala. Leah surveyed the supermarket shelves, reminded of a documentary that she had once seen about Soviet Russia. There was a great deal of bread, several shells of vodka, and mysteriously labelled tins of fish. She turned one over, wondering about species. Sardines were long gone from the shops. It had been months since she'd seen tuna, and the pink fish sold as salmon was obviously something else. People said that the giant catfish were edible and that it was only a matter of time before they were processed for human consumption. Leah shuddered. She had seen what they ate. The vegetable rack was almost empty, apart from onions and beetroot, but dried peas were in good supply. We can have soup, she thought. Leah checked the contents of the trolley, made a swift mental calculation, replaced the ready-made custard with a tin of custard powder and threw in a packet of fig rolls, because her dad liked them with his tea. Since the deepening of the hardship, she had taken on the job of shopping for her parents, pretending that she could buy food more cheaply in town. But all food was expensive now. Some of it came from the mountain farms in the north and west of the country. Most was imported from parts of the world that had escaped the devastation of rainfall. She queued at the checkout, behind an older man, who was objecting, loudly and at length, to the lack of liquid milk, while brandishing a tin of Mujoy in the face of a sales assistant who spoke very little English. Is milk, she said, add water. Is not milk, the man roared. Milk is wet. He slammed down the tin, which burst, showering them both with white granules. The sales assistant had dark skin and a badge that named her Angel. Leah presented the tin of unknown fish. Angel smiled, showing beautiful teeth, and said something in a language that Leah did not understand. Then, seeing her puzzlement, Angel pushed her two hands into the shape of a fin and hummed the theme tune from Jaws. Leah smiled and pressed her index finger on the scanner to pay for the shopping suddenly aware of the way that Angel's body filled her uniform and that she smelt deliciously of coconut. Leah's ancestral home was in Tala, in a housing estate, with a green space in front of it and a view of the mountains behind. Growing up, it had been the most boring place on earth. The houses were semi-detached, each with a half-timbered gable over the master bedroom. They were entirely devoid of character, apart from that imposed on them by their owners over time. There were three bedrooms, a bathroom, a downstairs loo, and a driveway where you could park your car if you had one. It was a ten-minute walk from the bus stop, and there was a box-like garden at the back. Over time, she had come to appreciate that there was something about the estate that was fundamentally good. The neighbours kept an eye on her father, who trod a regular path between the bookies, the off-licence and the library, which had closed six months previously. This hadn't really sunk in. Since then, he tended to stand in front of the library building in confusion until somebody steered him home. Her mother worked as a cleaner in the local hospital. The job suited her a lot. Mrs Lawless cleaned when she was anxious, which was most of the time. She might as well get paid for it, her husband commented wryly. He stayed at home and didn't tidy up after himself. 
so as she has something to get her teeth into when she gets home. When they were about fourteen, Leah and her friends had gone through a stage of playing truth or dare. Mostly it was about who fancied who, with a bit of sex education thrown in, but once someone had asked what they were most afraid of. One girl was afraid of vampires, and another was afraid of the banshee. Then it came to Leah. I think I'm more scared of my ma'am than I am of anything. You weren't really meant to be that honest, but the girls understood. They all knew Mrs Lawless. Your ma'am keeps telling me to call her Mary, but I can't, said Trevor. Don't have any problem calling him Pat, though. Mr Lawless was a sweetie. Mrs Lawless had a kind heart too, but it was buried very deep. Is that you, Ronan? Leah's father called as she let herself in the door. No, da, it's me. He was taking the lawnmower apart on the kitchen floor. Her mother would be delighted. I thought Ronan could give me a hand with this, he said. I can't get it running smoothly. Would you have a look at it for me? Leah peered over his oily shoulder. How about tightening it up a bit? There. The lawnmower hadn't worked in years. Mr Daly next door cut the grass by arrangement when Pat Lawless had his appointment at the clinic. But taking it out of the back shed and stripping it down was a regular ritual. The sun shone in the back window, illuminating a framed picture of the Pope on a motorbike. The kitchen had a hospital aesthetic that her mother associated with cleanliness and smelt of a disinfectant that brought Leah back to early childhood. The walls were tiled in white, and the ceiling studded with uncompromising downlights. Leah would happily have replaced the lighting with something more ambient, or at least dimmable, but Ronan refused to let her make any changes to their childhood home. The kitchen units, cheap and basic, were the same ones assembled by Pat Lawless early in his marriage, and Ronan maintained them to conservation standard. Leah began to unpack the groceries and put them into the press. I might be going down the country for a few days. Will you and ma'am be able to manage? That's nice, said her father, applying WD-40 at random. Work or pleasure? I'm pitching for a job with the same company I was working with before. That's nice, he said again. Will you give me a hand taking this out back? The lawnmower left a trail of oil over the spotless white tiles of the kitchen floor. Grabbing kitchen roll and spray, Leah began to erase the traces of its passing. Her mother's key turned in the door. At that moment, the lawnmower spluttered unexpectedly into life. Holy be to God, said her father, genuinely surprised. It's never done that before. Leah's mother looked down at her daughter, busily wiping the oil stains from the floor. You'll have to scrub that with a brush between the tiles or there'll be no getting rid of the stain. <laughs>